Hello, and welcome to the Bipolar OG. In this show, I'm going to be sharing the experiences I've had over 40 years of living with Bipolar 1, as well as being a suicide and trauma survivor. But most importantly, I'm going to be sharing how I was finally able to manage my illness, turn my life around, and against all odds, maintain stability. Today's episode originally aired on my YouTube channel, which is The Optimistic Chick. It's now actually been combined, so it is The Bipolar OG, not to be too confusing, which it is, but this is going to be talking about relationship repair within the bipolar family or friends or loved ones. I hope you enjoy. Let's get right into it. Hey everyone, Christina here. Welcome. Today I'd like to start out with asking a question to the audience members and hopefully by the end of the video I will have some answers that you can put into action for positive results. So my question is this, how many of you out there who have bipolar disorder have had relationships suffer or sever or become very badly ruined due to your bipolar disorder? Raise your hand. It's really pretty common. And though it would seem like, well, you know, if it's so common, why can't we just take care of it? We have to start at the beginning of understanding bipolar disorder and the effect that it has on those of us with it. When we're in our, um, our episodes are, are, we're in ourselves and it's, it's really easy to forget that the people around us are suffering. And, you know, it's, it's, think of it like a, I always try to put it in to like a comparison of an alcoholic. And, you know, an alcoholic knows what they need to do. They need to stop drinking alcohol so their behavior improves, right? Well, in my opinion, having bipolar disorder and the road to recovering relationships is has some similarities. And those being, it first takes, it's, it's an effort on our part those of us with the disorder. You have to understand that people that have dealt with us, family, you know, for instance, if the, being the first, you know, one I would think of long-term, they've dealt with it a long time and they've seen our moods, our episodes. They've seen all the, the whole variety of different stuff. Some of it has been really devastating to our families, um, to our friends, and it's up to us to take responsibility to begin to repair those um, actions that we have done. So the first step is to realize a change has to be made. Now, if you are a person with bipolar, you're not on medication, you've been advised to be taking medication, and you've just, 
you know, gone rogue, that's something you need to address. And and something, fortunately, that you can address, you know, and that would be the first logical thing to do. And keep in mind, this is for people really seriously committed um, to restoring a relationship that has really kind of gone to hell and putting it back together. But like I said, it takes an, a serious effort on our part. Now, the first part of this is kind of on us in the sense that we have to work on ourselves. We have to work on what we were advised, um, the information we were given, the information we've gained from the results that have happened so far. It doesn't matter, you know, what stage you are in, in your illness it could be your, you know, in your first year, or it could be you're in your 10th year or 20th year. But eventually, you are going to be faced with having to deal with, with your disorder and, you know, or, or just realizing that relationships are not going to be really a possible thing in your life. Now, I've had many friends that I've seen really do, gosh, really bad stuff uh, with their bipolar, going off their meds and just really wrecking their lives, their families' lives, and their families have stuck by them, stuck by them, but it gets old. And, you know, while people, people are in the middle of episodes and stuff, it's really easy to get on a, a like a, a pity party ourselves. Or even, you know, more common is to not even remember, um, kind of like, I guess, would be a blackout drunk. I don't know, but never been a blackout drunk. But, you know, it's it's it can be a convenient excuse to say, well, I did it because I have bipolar. But that's not a good excuse at all. And it gets old really quick and it, it should get old because we need to, you know, do our part. So in doing so, getting ourselves right, um, taking the advice of a doctor and realizing, okay, we, you know, we need medication. That's just, it's, it's got to happen. So the first step would be, you know, leading a healthier lifestyle, following a doctor's recommendation, taking medicine. That's the first step. And give that a little time to work, you know, and to have a change where, you know, really you begin to feel the results um, even before you begin having your family or loved ones see them. There's a really huge advantage to taking back our life and our control. And those, in my opinion, are um, having bipolar is, is to me, it's like defined of a loss of control, a loss of me, you know, whereas, and I for many years, I felt really kind of helpless and I just kind of blamed it on 
you know, well, I have this or I have that. And, and, and then all of a sudden it's like, you just can't keep doing that and you have to take stock. And when I started to literally pay attention to, okay, this is not getting better. It's actually getting worse. I need to listen to the doctors. When I started doing that, something happened that was, you know, really pretty remarkable to me. And that was not only did I become balanced and level, you know, for me in a long time, I was level. I, I was almost like afraid to even think anything about it for a long time because I didn't want to jinx it. And that's, you know, how, you know, bad and how long I had kind of dealt with the negative outcome of my illness. So for me, not only did taking my medicine responsibly and following a doctor's care, not only did it level my moods, but it gave me a new self-confidence, more self-esteem. And with that, my family, you know, I, I definitely approached them with apologies. And before that, before I was stable, I really, I might've apologized and said, you know, sorry, or maybe I blamed it on having bipolar, but I really became aware of the impact that it has on, on our relations. And, and I felt it and I've always been an empathetic person, but I mean, I really felt it and I felt how important it was for me to continue to stay the course so that I could show my family and friends that I was serious and it wasn't just words, you know, me saying, oh, I'm going to do this. And then three months later, you know, I was doing something else. I need, need, really needed to prove myself. And, and, you know, I've had it a long time. So I, I knew that it was going to take time, but I wasn't aware of what an amazing impact it would have on my family and my friends and the impact it those their impact had on me it it just it really it turned my life around and gave me a reason for being for going on and a reason to want to share with others that you know it it can be done just when you think you've done just about the most horrible thing and your family or friends have gone never again, never again. It's oftentimes even those relationships can be repaired, but we have to take responsibility for our own actions and we can't use our illness as an excuse. So I have, I've, I hope that my own experience and um, experiences of friends that I have shared will give you some hope and little guidance and to where you you maybe give it a another thought, those damaged relationships. And when you're really committed and ready to repair them, 
it's possible to do that. Anyway, I hope you found this video helpful, informative, and if it can re repair even one relationship in your in your life and save your own life, isn't it worth it? I think it is. So thanks for watching, you guys. Please don't forget to like and subscribe.